Welcome back to another episode of Teen It Up. I'm your host, Connor, and it may sound like Groundhog today. We're in a very similar spot for, I don't know, the fourth, third, uh, third straight week. Um, but anyways, I'm Connor. Uh, I'm here with my host, Vladdy, on another Tuesday evening. Um, how's it going, man? How's, how is, how is, uh, have you been since we've last talked? That was a stroke. I've been good. Um, I had a great weekend. I ended up going to Chicago to visit some friends, uh, had someone who is, who normally lives in Atlanta. They had work in Northern or Northwest Indiana. And so they stayed in Chicago. I went to go visit them and, uh, just kind of made a weekend of it, killed some time, uh, watched some football. Other than that, nothing really out of the ordinary going to work in the morning, coming home. You know, it's, uh, it's that, I think we talked about it sometime during the summer. It's that kind of, that there's no longer any, I'm not going to say excitement, but there's no longer any uh, unexpected adventures like there is with college where on a random Tuesday, you never know what's going to happen. But what about you? How have you been last six days since we spoke? I've uh, been all right. Um, not too much um, has been going on. Just a lot of school as usual. Um, I know I mentioned that every podcast. I uh, got to play some golf probably for the last time this weekend. Um, that was fun. Actually, surprisingly, wasn't that bad for having really haven't played in almost a month and a half, two months now. Um, but yes, other than that, just doing the adult things, school and golf. So and watching a bit of football on the side, which is why we're what we're here to talk about today, obviously. Um, so where do you want to start today? Let's get um I know I know I know the MLB wild cards finished up real quick. Um any interesting stories out of there? I mean it's baseball, so it can't be that interesting, but if you got something, throw it out there. Yeah, dude. Uh really the only one I want to mention um is the Mets. And holy That's me choking someone out. I don't know what kind of sound that was, but that's me choking choking the Mets out. And that's what the Mets did to themselves. They choked themselves out. They had a clear division lead below the division lead in the last week of the season to the Braves, only to play in a division uh, or a division, a wild card best two out of three against the San Diego Padres. Pretty tough opponent who had to play in the Dodgers division. So you get screwed there. Um, You don't get to go to an ALDS, and they go out Friday night, and Max Scherzer gives up five runs in three innings. Um, they get killed seven to nothing the game one. They find a way to win on Saturday night, and then they get pumped on Sunday night. An absolute embarrassment of a showing for one of the teams or one of the league's highest payroll teams. They've slowly emerged as kind of a, a, a closed suitor, not quite to the level of the Yankees or the Dodgers, but with the new owner and Cohen, they've definitely emerged as kind of big spender number three in the MLB and you can't do that if you if you uh, have that kind of payroll. You can't you can't blow a lead in the last week of the season, and then lose two out of three uh, in a wild card. So that's the biggest story I think from the wild card weekend. Um, other than that, I mean, a colossal another <sighs> choke job by the uh, St. Louis Cardinals in Game One on Friday afternoon, up I believe two nothing 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 game in the seventh. Two nothing in the eighth. I believe the guy walked four guys in a row, or in a row. It was uh, he walked three guys and, uh, uh, sorry, hit a guy. Two one. He gets pulled. Base hit. They give up six runs in the ninth, 
and lose six to two. Um, so that was an all-time choke job. Other than that, um, the Guardians moved on. The Mariners, first time in the playoffs since 2001, I believe. Uh, yeah, 21 years. I was saying this to someone this weekend. Is That is unbelievable. Like We, we witnessed some of the worst franchises known to humankind in Detroit, and I could never even imagine 21 years. The Lions have been to the playoffs multiple times. And they're one of the worst franchises in the history of like anything that man has ever invented. And the Mariners have, have not made the playoffs in that span, uh, which is insane. They got a fun young team. Um, they moved on to the divisional round and they just won actually game one upset Verlander, Verlander, another poor playoff performance in game one. Um, so that's all the baseball. We can move into the football, the fun stuff, the stuff that people want to hear about now. Yeah, um, I'd say let's just start on the college side because I think the college side maybe is a little bit faster. I feel like there's maybe a little bit more NFL storylines to talk about between some stuff that we'll get into. But um, we'll just quickly mention it. Um, not really too much to say. Uh, Michigan State got pumped by Ohio State. It wasn't a surprise. It's not really no. – it's not, it's not, there's nothing you can really say about it. Um, I just know that there was a couple, couple of those plays that we were watching it. It was kind of funny because – you look. You kind of look at the, the the secondary that Michigan State's trying to run against Ohio State, and I remember one play specifically was Angelo Gross, number fifteen. He lines up in press coverage against uh, one of Ohio State's receivers, Emeka Ibuka, and they snap the ball, and Angelo Gross just turns to his left and runs straight at the sideline, and Ibuka just jogs twenty yards down the field, catches a pass, and jogs forty more yards down the field, untouched into the end zone. I, and I just remember when we saw that. Well, we saw that in Chicago. We kind of laughed, but not, not nothing really to say there. I mean, you're woefully outmatched talent wise. You're woefully outmatched coaching wise, and you, there's there's a very long way to go before we deserve a step foot on the same field as Ohio State. But yeah, I I agree. But um, I'm going to say the same thing I say every week. It sounds like I'm being a dead drum. You are paying Mel Tucker to, in two three years from now, have a talent pool that can compete with that. Um, I just would like that made known um, that this will not stand for me um, to be the Ohio state. I mean, I, I've been critical of this being such a turn, even if it is year two, um, but moving forward, there needs to be an expectation that, that, that you are going to be in that category. You don't have to beat them every year. It's the same thing you say about Michigan. It's like, you can't lose seven out of eight, but you got to be in the same ballpark where you're beating them. I don't know, fifty percent of the time. I, I mean, I would just, I, w- I mean, I would just say you got to play them close. Uh, if you you lose some games, if you lose, yeah, you, you certainly you can't go losing six in a row. That's not why you pay someone more than what Ohio State's paying their coach. But at the same time, you, there are historical limitations. There are talent limitations that just come with being Michigan State as opposed to Ohio State. But you got to play them close. You, you can't. You can't have what I think it's what now two two years two years ago uh, in a row I think a combined scores like Ohio State one hundred and fifteen Michigan State twenty seven can't see that that's, that's yeah it's not okay. it's just like I said it's it wasn't wasn't like anything was a surprise this week but as apparent as the talent gap is now it it can't continue to be that moving forward and it's just another thing in the Mel Tucker regime that is going to have to change. Um, after this, you know, absolute colossal uh, fall in 2022. Um, I mean, kind of go around uh, Michigan. Uh, 
kind of BNBM, slow start, yeah. but they took they took care of their business at the end. Ended up winning yep. by twenty one. Good for them. Uh, Tennessee absolutely hammered LSU. Um, I think Tennessee right now is number six in the AP poll. Yeah. That's pretty. I mean, that's pretty cool. They set up a great matchup with Alabama this weekend. Um, would actually would really like to watch that. So maybe we'll figure something out. Uh, TCU stayed unbeaten. They beat Kansas in the Battle of the Unbeaten's, even though Kansas kind of had a little bit of a great game. Yeah, it was it was an entertaining game to watch. There was kind of a dodgy call at the end where uh, I think the Kansas receiver, a couple of 10, 15 seconds left, he gets blatantly obstructed. Should have been some pi, and maybe they could have had a couple other chances to kind of go at the end zone, but. Yeah, you know, I mean Kansas, Kansas for real though. The backup quarterback played most of that game. Yeah, too. that's true. That's true. Oh, was it Jalon Daniels uh forced out? Um you had Texas absolutely slaughter Oklahoma. Um Yeah. Cool. That's one I didn't watch, but that's one you, you look at the score and I believe the spread was about nine and eight and a half to nine and a half, somewhere around there, depending on when you got it. And that's when you look up and you go, whoa. Yeah. No matter rivalry game. I know that Oklahoma thought the face of the planet in the last couple of weeks. But, dude, to not come out at all in a rivalry game is the sign of a program on its way out, in my opinion. I know it's a new regime there. but Yeah. Um, other, other than that, UCLA uh, stays unbeaten, beats Utah. Sets up a nice little battle of the LA schools tomorrow or tomorrow this this weekend. That that should be fun and kind of, it's kind of funny because it kind of dooms the Pac-12. If you look at it, like that's the Pac-12 yep. future, these two schools are now gone. Your flagship yep. teams, uh, financially and then apparently on actual field on field product as well. Losing yeah. that, that's unfortunate. But I'm sure Utah and Oregon can fly that flag real high. Yeah, but, they'll, they'll keep that that mast standing yeah. at bay. Yeah, the um, last the, I think the last game I kind of wanted to mention was uh, Alabama Texas A and M. Obviously, yeah. no bright, no Bryce Young yet. He was dealing with a shoulder injury. Um, Jalen Milrow, he comes in, and I mean, he's he's an athlete. They're, I mean, they're clocking yes. his feet at twenty three miles an hour. He's built like a linebacker, but maybe this is through reps, or maybe it's through just the type of quarterback he is. But passing was not a strong suit. He looked very uncomfortable all night. Um, a, a young Texas A&M team on the road had one kind of had a couple of plays at the end of the game to beat Alabama and they kind of drew up a terrible play call and then their quarterback threw the ball to Egypt, but it's okay. Um, name, this is what I thought my thoughts from that name a team that has played Alabama tougher the last decade, Georgia consistently. I mean, Georgia, okay. But there aren't too many. Like you think Texas A&M, they got the win when Manziel. I mean, I'd say Auburn. That's a while ago now. Auburn I, has. You're right. Auburn's I mean, again, that's that's probably uh, that's that, a that's, rivalry. It, it's the rivalry. But like Auburn actually beats a- a- Alabama. And like we were talking earlier with Michigan State, Ohio State. I'd say one out of every three years you've got Auburn pulling off an upset. Yeah, but it's so, now Texas A&M beat them last year. Played this game. I know Bryce Young out. Played this game this year. Um, and has a his, has precedent of beating them in the last decade as well. Yeah, John. Uh, so it's Manziel. just a thought. Yeah, exactly. I know that's kind of ages ago now. Not to date ourselves, but <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think Texas A and M. As far as SEC opponents go, there aren't too many you can name that have played Alabama tougher in yep. the Nick Saban era. 
absolutely. Um, I mean, I think that's kind of the last I had for the college game. I mean, there's a lot of fun games this upcoming Saturday. Uh, I think there was, if I was looking at it, six top 25 matchups alone. Yeah. So that's crazy that you got half the top 25 all playing each other in one week. Should be a lot of fun. Um, other than that, no, I mean, I just say let's move to the NFL. Because I, mean, I think the NFL was kind of a little bit more interesting storylines, uh, more to talk yeah. about. Um, yeah, you want to start with the uh, the bad the, the Lions head into the bye week. We talked about it last week. Let's, what let's could the, the Lions, Lions do into a bye week? How much momentum could they get? And the answer to that question zero. we learned like on the, Sunday. Like the amount of points, zero. Like the amount of points they put on the scoreboard. Zero. Point zero. 29 to nothing. Uh, Bailey Zappi, the third string quarterback, uh, had his way with the Lions most of the night and the offense. Um, was not even there, apparently. So, um, thoughts on that one? Um, I am maybe three or four weeks away from asking for Dan Campbell to be fired. I don't oh, care wow. what. Oh, I, I don't care what kind of contract he signed. I don't care what it is. This man continues to make moronic decision after moronic decision, and like. I can feel my like my blood pressure kind of going as I'm talking about this. I'm going to try and keep my voice down, maybe try and limit the swear words. But this guy, every game, makes some stupid decision to cost his team a chance of winning and then gets on the podium and goes, hey, man, man, that's really disappointing, man. I'm, I'm so sad with myself, man. I'm embarrassed, man. I cost my team a chance, man. And then he does it again. The very next – seven days later, he does it again. <laughs> so on today, on on this week's episode of what are you doing? Uh, did you get to see much of the game? Do you know? Do you even know what I'm about to get into right now? Uh, I watched bits and pieces of it. Uh, I was napping most of the afternoon Sunday. So it's in the first quarter. No, it's the second quarter. Basically, I'm looking at the kind of the box score right now. It is six nothing New England. You know, you're uh, the only thing. Our defense for how bad they are played great. For how bad our defense is, you were playing Bailey Zappi and like one of one of the least explosive offenses yep. in the league. Though I don't care, the defense only let up one touchdown. They actually gave you a shot in the offense, but we'll get to there later. Fourth and nine from the New England thirty-two yard line with a kicker that you just signed, who is not some of my college buddies who went to play soccer. And wanted to try out for their local team. Who are not me kicking a football. Who are not you kicking a football. Who are not one of the local homeless men kicking a football. An actual NFL kicker who nine days ago went five for five for the Chicago Bears. Including multiple kicks over 50 yards. Who you just signed. Fourth and nine. A 48-yard field goal. And he passes up on even taking it. It's 6 nothing against a third-string quarterback. Why are you signing a kicker if you won't let him kick? Why are you going yeah. for it on fourth and nine like a child playing Madden who doesn't believe in special teams? <laughs> it's not even the end of the game. It's not one inch. It's not one yard. It's not five yards. It's nine yards. And, of course, Panay Sewell gets toasted by Matthew Judon. Jared Goff runs away, gets strip-sacked, and they scoop and score Six uh, yards okay. down the field. I did see this. Part. And instead yeah. of six to three with Bailey Zappi playing scared because he's a th fourth round rookie who is never supposed to be on a football field, 
that is not at practice, instead of him playing scared because he's afraid to make a mistake, you give him a 13-point lead to go out there and say, wait a minute, now I can throw an interception. Now I can do this. I'm Dan Campbell. He is he's learning on the job and he's failing every single test that his teachers give him. And at some point, when you fail every test, you fail the semester. You get held back and you get fired. He sucks. So we'll put this in in terms of layman, like very layman's terms. If you were given ten straws, once you got down to your last straw and you threw your last straw away, you had that milkshake. Um, Dan Campbell was fired. What straw are you on in year two? Are you talking about like me personally, or yes, you personally? Okay. Uh, like I said, uh, I right now I'm probably at five. You like again? Oh, okay. Look at it. Part it's just it's just the stupid decisions. Yay! The players love playing for him. Guess what? You don't know how right. to coach. That well, it's 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 fine when like yeah they love playing for him, dude. You went three and thirteen or three and thirteen and one last year. You're one in four to start this year. Eventually, that, like eventually, if they like love playing for you, it doesn't matter in in the billion dollar industry of the NFL. Yeah, Let, let's put it this way. I know because I know in this town everyone sucks and they're all like, "Oh, but we have no talent." How much talent do the Giants have? The, oh yeah, the, the Giants suck. They were rebuilding just like we were, but they got a real coach who can manage games. And hey, believe it or not. The players like playing for Brian Dabble, too. But it works out when you win games. The Giants got four wins. The Jets had yeah. four wins. It's just this whole concept that's rebuilt. In the NFL, you can get so good so quickly. It, it's just – and the, you know what the best part is? We're one and four at the, in the worst part of our schedule. You ready for this? We played Jalen Hurts. The Eagles are probably the second-best team in the NFL right now. I'm still going to give it to the Bills, even though the record's not there. Yep. yep. Then you played Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, and Bailey Zappi. What are – That's maybe one other playoff team besides the Eagles. But think about the quarterbacks. Think about the quarterbacks that you're playing. You're not even playing – I'd like to note that we played Kirk Cousins at 1 o'clock. That's That's that's, true. That's, and that's and we and we should have beaten him, but guess who got in the way again? Um, so and after the man. This, after this, the Detroit Lions play the Dallas Cowboys. Lost. Lost. We put then the Miami Dolphins come to town. Yeah. I the only reason I don't, I wouldn't auto chalk that up as a loss because I don't know who's gonna be playing. I think quarterback. They're kind of broke. I think they're kind of broken now. If listen, if Tua's playing, loss. If Teddy Bridgewater's playing, probably a loss. Boss, yeah. Then you go to the Green Bay Packers. Probably uh, a loss. They're bad. They're bad. But it's probably a loss because Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback who can throw the football. And you cannot play defense. Geno Smith. One thing yeah, I will we let Geno Smith put up 48 uh, points. Geno Smith has looked good against other teams this year. He looked great again on Sunday. He did. No, the, the Seahawks score. No, the Seahawks are kind of fun. Um but They're again, frisky. Yeah. They're where we should be, to be honest. After um, okay, so after the Packers, Chicago Bears on the road. Mm, we'll see. 
toss up. I can't guarantee toss a win up. anymore. Like I nope. can't. Uh, early, you ask me. You ask me at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I'd probably say the Bears are not very good. You should beat them. I don't know. Then you have the Giants, and then the Bills are on Thanksgiving. There's. <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> the Lions walk into the Thanksgiving Day game at one and nine? Oh, against a nine and one Bills team. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think the line in an NFL game would be? 17? I would give it 17. 20? Yeah. Well, then, dude, after – I know the Steelers might be one of the only teams worse than the Lions, but oh, my oh my God. That line should have been like 40, 44. It, like, it that should, game was 38 to 3, and they weren't even trying. Uh, again, like, I'm – I I think we all, we started this entire discussion with the, how many straws is Dan Campbell at. I yeah. say five. And if you don't find a way to win a game and you walk into Thanksgiving at one and nine, I think it goes up to nine, straw number nine. And then the, at that point, the only thing that possibly keeps this man from getting fired is how good of an ass kisser he is. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, you can't be, what is that? That would make you what, four, 24 and one? You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, I, I unfortunately, I mean, you gave Matt Patricia three years. So the, I, I don't see him going. One in sixteen, God forbid, and the Fords being like, okay, you're done, and that's that's going. What? What is that? Yeah, like you said, four and four whatever. and thirty. Not a math guy, um, but I yeah, and I think they're going to give him a chance in year three. Yeah, you can't go one in sixty. I don't think they will. I don't think so either. I'm just saying, what's I don't know what's going on. I mean, this is just. Stop making stupid decisions and then stop getting up there like an addict and saying, oh, I feel so bad about myself. And I'm going to do the exact same thing you just did six days later. Like that it's is like an AA meeting. It is an AA meeting. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. This this past weekend, I went out and drank two half gallons. Don't worry. It won't happen again. And you get up there a week later, you're staring down all the all the other fellows who are at, all the other ladies and gentlemen who are actually making strides in their life. And you're just spitting in their face. Dan Campbell sucks. I mean, Aaron Glenn, if we're going to talk about actually firing people, I don't know if you have I, – I, I think Aaron Glenn, the only reason I think he still has a job is because you can't replace him with anyone because you can't go talk to other teams, coaches right now because yeah. of the season. Um, he's got to go. Um, someone has to find me. out where Aiden Hutchinson is. Oh, another just – I mean, no he looks – there's highlights where he just looks like he's – I mean, he's on some big old lineman and he looks like he's trying to, like, pull the sword from Sir Arthur's stone and it's just not budging an inch. It, it's – I mean, he look, it looks – I don't know. The, um, the Lions, I, I don't really have much more much else to say. I guess the no. one nice thing that we can say is next episode, we don't have to talk about him. Yes, yes. Instead, we can – we're, we'll just vent about an MSU team losing to a team that fired their head coach two weeks ago, and this program is probably in a worse part than ours, coming in and beating us uh, at home. But you know, no Lions, so give and take. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's kind of go around with the rest of the NFL. Um, I don't know. There really was. I mean. So, I guess I'll talk about something that kind of involves the Lions. The uh, the Rams look terrible. 
That's good yes. for us. We have the first round pick. Go team. Um, I don't know. I feel Stafford like dead. Is Stafford could be dead. Looks, no, the the only other the other thing that I wanted to uh, talk about uh, that I guess everyone was talking about yesterday uh, and then Sunday as well was roughing the passer. Um, this isn't really specific to one team. It's more of a league wide thing. Um, over the course of the over the course of last weekend, you had some of the softest calls that football has ever seen. I mean, yeah, it's and it's it's just a weird one. Obviously, it's in response to the Tua stuff. It has to be, and it's and it's it's like the stupid like man that they have on the side or not even in the sideline now. I think he's in a booth any wobble that player has done for the game. And it's just, it's like so blatantly obvious that like, it's like, like it's so funny how dumb they think we are. And we are that dumb. We don't think about it. And then a year later when we, when that this two injury is outside of our minds and they don't have to do this and they go back to some other rule and then something happens and they have to, you know, self-correct as they go kind of thing. And it, it's just, it's, I don't even want know the word for it. It's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah. No. See, you kind of you kind of took this, you went about this in a different way. I I kind of was just talking about the, the the actual hits themselves, just because it's kind of gotten to a point where you actually cannot hit the quarterback. Um, sacks are illegal now. Um, there were again, like I said, the couple the couple plays. Uh. Tom Brady was gently hugged to the ground 15 yards and actually kind of screwed Atlanta out of a chance of even coming back into the game, which is disappointing. You had a terrible, terrible call on Derek Carr where uh, he's he, he kind of steps up into the pocket. Chris Jones tackles him from behind but strips the ball, and as they're going down to the ground, Chris Jones now has the ball. And with that point, Derek Carr's not even a passer anymore because he doesn't have football. Not to mention Chris Jones's left arm comes out and actually braces the impact of the ground. And the referees came out there and said, well, he fell he fell on him with the full weight of his body. Like that's just not physically possible because his hand is on the ground, which is a point of contact, meaning some of the weight is going into his hand, not onto Derek Carr's body. Not to mention Derek Carr is not a passer because Derek Carr does not have the football. It, it was atrocious. And it's just yeah. there. I know I've joked about this. I've, I know I've joked about it with you guys when we've talked about football in the past. I actually do think that within 10 years, like actually tackling quarterbacks will be illegal. They will put flags on them because unfortunately quarterbacks are not players. They're commodities. They are, yep. they are the franchise. They're the business. Because again, nobody wants to watch Bailey Zappi. Sure, he's a That's very nice exactly person. That's exactly the point I was. I, I'd love to play cards with Bailey Zappi. I bet he's a great euchre player. But I don't want to watch Bailey Zappi play football. And the way to make sure that doesn't happen is you make sure they cannot get hit. Yeah, it's it's a business decision for the people of the league, where they basically have to argue: Is Aaron Rodgers our fifty million dollar player worth more? Seeing him, because guess what? The average fan is not like you and doesn't doesn't notice necessarily they notice maybe some of these hits but they don't know the rule they don't follow this week in and week out they watch players they watch names they watch they read news articles they don't they see headlines 
for lack of a better term, they see headlines. They don't see the nitty gritty of what goes into making those headlines. So they need to keep, make sure that those headlines continue to make make money. And that those headlines being the quarterbacks, the high paying quarterbacks. Yeah, um, it, it's tough. I mean, to an extent, I understand why you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has two broken collarbones because people have landed on him and dr- driven him into the ground while sacking him. So again, I I do understand part of the safety for the for the guys who make all the money for the guys who make the game watchable, but there has to be some middle ground, and I don't think they're ever going to find it because, like you said, they are so concerned with being able to sell you on these new shiny toys and these new shiny records and these new things. And the problem is, it only changes, I think, when the your average fan, you're just pop in and watch their team when they play shop. on Sunday, and maybe and maybe watch a Sunday night game every other week. It's when they stop and notice that this is a problem that is hurting the actual like integrity of the game to a certain extent. That's when this is going to change. I don't ever see that happening, to be honest, personally. Unfortunately, yeah, I know. I know what you said. Um... And it's just overwhelming. It's disappointing. I mean, the the calls, I mean, there were I think there were a couple more over the weekend that were a little bit more questionable, but still on the soft side that they didn't really impact games. But those two, the Tom Brady one and then the Derek Carr one actually impacted games. You had a direct, I think it was six to ten point swing in the Raiders Chiefs game last night of a stupid yeah. call. And then the Brady one, it completely screwed the Falcons out of a chance to get the ball back and even have a chance to go down the field and tie the game. Um, so like again, you you actually affected the games. And the other thing, the other point that I want to make, and obviously this, can, I don't think this can happen until the referees are actually made direct employees of the league and they're not just contractors. They have to stop getting shielded the same way every quarterback and every player has to get interviewed at the end of every game by a million different microphones. The the referee should have to answer for the calls that they make the exact same way players answer for the plays they make and coaches answer for the for the calls they make. I agree. And the best example of that is the Armando Galarraga perfect imperfect game when Jim Joyce blows that call at first base. Um, regardless of if he gets he, – I mean, granted, he doesn't blow a perfect game. He's never being interviewed in the umpire's box. But after the game, their um, cameras, microphones are all allowed in there. And he obviously has the famous quote where, like, I kicked the crap out of that call. Like, I took that game and blew it for, for that kid. I'm so sorry. Um, obviously, that ended up being a, a good story out of a bad story. But they, he was held accountable right away, right that night. So, I, I, I mean, I definitely agree. And, and – Wow, I just hit puberty again. But uh, yeah, I I lost my train of thought trying to go back to age fourteen with the voice crack. But you, I think you understand the gist. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, it's just it's disappointing that we're, you have these conversations and what's supposed to be this like big, 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 big guy sport, the gladiator sport. Another thing is they all know the they signed up for it right there's never been a more aware generation of what can happen from playing too much football in too bad of a way and they still sign up for it so i don't understand why they continue to try and kill that risk like you can't kill the risk the risk will always be there that's not your job 
Well, and it's it's the classic like you can get hurt, you know, getting out of bed in the morning. Like you, you can get hurt playing football. You're much more likely to get hurt playing football. Like accidents and injuries are going to happen in every aspect of life, and obviously some aspects like playing a very violent sport like football is going to happen often, no matter how much you change the rules. Yeah, so. it, it, it's. It, it's disappointing. I, I I don't really have too much else to say about it. I feel like I've, I've kind of gotten to a point where if I kept, kept talking, I'd just be a broken record and say something similar. So, I mean, I, in terms of NFL stuff, I don't really have anything else. Um, you have anything, the, anything in the sports world you saw this past week that maybe we didn't cover or maybe there's something NFL-wise that I'm just missing you want to talk about? No, I mean, the NFL beast is, or the NFL, the NFC beast is definitely back in big fashion. Oh yeah, um, my favorite division in football. I believe you have a teams are, let's see, five and six, zero, four and one, four and one. Yeah, and one, so eight, nine, fourteen and six as a division. I think that the math goes. Yep. I mean that's pretty dang dang good for a division that had the, a seven and nine team in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, no, so. that in. Three, like again, we say 14 and six. Four of those losses are the commanders. The commanders uh, yeah. might be the worst team in the league. Um, yeah. When do you think, do you think they get to the point this year um, that Sam Howell gets a chance as opposed to Carson Wentz? Because I, I could just see the statue of limitations running out. I didn't even know, I didn't even know Sam Howell was on the commanders. So I don't know. Um, I, I could see it. Um, even then, maybe you do that, but the only issue is at that point you're sending a kid out there just so you can go draft his replacement. That's Another kind of kid, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey, I don't kid, know. you stink. So stinks. Stink yeah, go it up go, out go there, stink so. for us so that we can get yeah. someone to make you a an insurance. We basically, deal. we basically, yeah, we basically draft. You can go work for Northwestern Mutual. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a hypothetical. That's it. That's all I had for the NFL. Sports-wise, I mean, the Yanks are on right now. Hopefully, they're doing well. Um, I won't get to watch tonight, but hopefully I will get to some point this week. Yeah, I know. I mean, the NBA should be starting up pretty soon. Um, the NH hockey starts tonight um, yeah. as well. Uh, I, I don't know how much I'll we'll talk about either of those. Well, yeah. I think maybe that's one of those football's things going where, on. yeah, I mean, football's going on, and that's one of those things where because they play so often, it's kind of tough to sit there and, like, off of two games try and nitpick what's going on because that's that's two out of 82 games. Like, you, you build narratives over the course of what your season is and what each game means toward it. You don't build it off of one game being one game. Yeah. So, so I mean, we'll, we'll try and pick headlines, I think, so people are in the loop yeah, there on you that go. kind of stuff. If there's um, something noteworthy. But – I think football still remains the focus while we're in fall season. So. Yeah. All right. Anything you would like to say before we wrap it up here today? Absolutely not. No, I am. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I, I say that. So I guess the one thing is I, I'm, I have a little bit of a, a bedroom redecoration to go through right now. I, I bought, such, I bought a TV stand that plan on bringing TV oh. up into my room. So I need to start rearranging some stuff, cleaning my room and getting ready for that because I, I kind of want to do that tonight. I don't want to leave it for longer. But, yeah, that's that's just kind of a personal update. We're going to have new rooms going to drop. It's going to be really cool. What about you? Yeah, I'll let you I'll let you end it off. Uh, as far as what I'm doing after this podcast? No, 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 no. Just I'll let you end off, I'll end off the recording. Send us home in a good way. 
Oh, um, well, just hit them hard, guys, and go green. Go white.